This is a Soulfire production. What's up, guys? We're back. Get Psyched is back, and I couldn't be more excited to be on the mic and having really incredible conversations again. As you guys know, life got kind of crazy. I had to take a quick breather, a quick pause, gather myself. And now we are back and better than ever. I couldn't be more excited than to be sharing this moment, this gratitude-filled moment with the beautiful, wonderful, incredible Jessica Zweig. Jessica is the founder and CEO of Simply Be Agency, which is a branding agency that is doing things differently. It's not like, hey, here's some doctored photos that look fucking awesome, throw them online. No, 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 no. Jessica gets to know you, who you are, what your authentic self is, and then holds up the mirror to show you just how much light and positivity and awesomeness you have inside and builds a brand around that. So I don't know anyone in the branding space that's doing it the way Jessica's doing it, and I couldn't be more inspired by the way she's doing things. If you're interested in more ways of working with Jessica, getting to know Simply Be, anything like that, I went ahead and linked it all in the show notes, and be sure to pick up her best-selling book, Be you will get so much incredible insight from that book, whether it's gaining confidence, finding authenticity, finding what makes you, you, and capitalizing on that, sharing that light with the world, and anything in between, B is the book for you. We also go into being unapologetic in today's episode, being yourself without apologizing for it. You're awesome. You are a kick-ass individual. And when I got done with this show, you guys, I was ready to run through walls after all of the things that Jessica told me and the way she made me feel and how this conversation went. So you are in for such an incredible show. Also, today's show is brought to you by Element, L-M-N-T. Right now, they have a grapefruit flavor, okay? If you are going to be drinking electrolytes, if you're going to be hydrating in style, you better be doing it with Element and with this limited time flavor. Grapefruit has become a staple. I have to stop myself from drinking two or three of them a day because it's only around for a limited time. So I got to stretch this out. I got to make my grapefruit last. And you guys got to get your hands on it. You can get you some at drinkelement, D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash Lindsay Lock for all the favorite flavors, but especially grapefruit. Until next time, you guys enjoy the show. Jessica, thank you so much for coming on the show. I have fangirled over you for longer than my ego is proud to admit right now. (laughs) Um, I remember listening to your show with Kelly Tennant, who's a good friend, and literally in my car out loud, like just saying yes and like crying and all of the things. I'm so, so grateful that you agreed to come on the show because I want to share your message with with my audience as well. So thank you for being on today. You're going to make me cry. Thank you for saying all of that. That means everything to me. And I um, am honored to be here. Thank you so much. I know that I am a fan girl and I have dove into who is Jessica Swag, but could you kind of let the audience know who you are, what you do, what's going on? Well, I get, you know, I love when I, people ask me this and I'm like, 
I am the CEO of the Simply Be Agency, a personal branding company. And, you know, I'm an author of a book called Be. And, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for 15 years. And these are all the things that I, I do. Um, but who I am, I think, is more important. And, um, you know, I would define myself as a, as a deeply spiritual woman on the path to know herself. I am a wife stumbling through the perils of long-term relationships and I love my husband, but shit, that's hard. Um, <laughs> I am a, a friend. Um, my girls, my girlfriends are my, my diamonds. I treasure them more than anything in my life. I am a dog mom. I am obsessed. My whole world revolves around my two furry children and uh they are the greatest loves of my life i'm a world traveler um i'm a free thinker i am an empath i like to consider myself a priestess who respects her radical boundaries as much as i possibly can to take care of myself in the craziness it is to be an entrepreneur and um i really you know i know this word has like i don't know tr like appropriations and um multi-meetings but i feel like i'm a sister to, to all women i think we are all connected as women i think we're rising into a divine feminine consciousness i think now is the time to, to to show up and stand up for each other and i i think that the world is changing i think there is a movement of of women really walking the talk and supporting each other and activating themselves and I feel it and I'm like a part of it and I'm also here for it. And so I, I think I'm more than, I'm more than what I do. I'm all of those things instead. Absolutely. Which is such a better answer. Now that CEO and badass bitch is not like the most epic title ever, but that's, that's real. And that's, I think why we're seeing this change or this, this shift in paradigm towards sisterhood because it used, I at least have been raised at the boys' table and mm. making a name for myself and really leaning into my masculine. And this is not to bash anyone, but the divine feminine doesn't always exist at those tables. Totally. Um, when did you kind of see that shift and how did you follow along with it and, and bring it into your space? I mean, I kind of started there i started there before it was like a trend on instagram <laughs> um my career took started in 2008 and i started an online magazine and it was called cheeky chicago and we were like the online it platform for women in the city of chicago for seven years and i just remember like almost subconsciously wanting to create a space where women could come together and really support each other and I kind of, as a founder of that kind of business, I, I consider it living in a utopia for seven years because I was a business owned by women, for women, driven by women, about women. And then I went into corporate America for two years and that was a whole different world. And that was the, the, the most overly masculated patriarchy driven by greed, ego, and misogyny, <laughs> like quite literally. And so I had a really rude awakening. And, um, and then when I came back into being an entrepreneur, it was like, everyone started sort of talking about female entrepreneurship all of a sudden. And I was like, well, I was talking about that 
from day one, not that I needed any credit for it, but it was just, it was like quite refreshing in a way to see that it had, it had turned into a movement that the future is hashtag actually female and that women are calling their own shots. And I've definitely been along for the ride. I also have like to consider myself a bit of a, a little bit of a, a trailblazer in it, my own right before even like really knowing that I was doing that. Does that make sense? And at the end of the day, I just think that the more we create space and the more we root for each other genuinely, the more the world is going to shift into a different consciousness. And, you know, I know you know me, so, you know, I'm super fucking woo and we are at an apex in time on the planet and we're not here for an accident. And when we show up with love, light and the divine feminine, we're actually shifting the planet's energy to leave behind a legacy. It's not going to happen in our lifetime. It takes far too many generations, but I don't know about you. I don't have kids, but I have nephews. Right. And I think about their, their children's children. Like I get to be a part of influencing what's to come by the way that I show up as a woman in business because business is where power lives. And when women have the power, women, the world will be a better place. And so I am, like I said, I'm just here for it. I'm here for it. And I'm a part of it and I'm following it and I'm leading it all at once. Has this always been your outlook or your mindset around it? Because, you know, we're, we're in a system, whether or not we like it or not, that like you're saying is so drowns out the divine feminine at times and sees vulnerability as a weakness instead of a strength. So is this an outlook that you always had and we're just like something didn't quite fit or feel right and then you blazed this path that did or was there a massive shift that brought that into your awareness? God, that's such a good question. Um, I mean, I would say that I've always been spiritual. Like I uncovered like journals from when I was like in fifth and sixth grade and I like was writing poetry about like the goddess and angels and white light when I was like 12. So I've always been connected and I didn't even really see it. And I think that the older I've gotten, to be frank, the more I've experienced heartbreak, failures, rock bottoms. And each and every time I have faced those those were my biggest activators. Those were the biggest expanders. And so I've become more awake, let's just say, over the course of these last like 10 or 15 years, because that's really when shit got hard, like adulting, right? Like breaking up with great loves and going broke and divorcing my business partner and, you know, feeling like totally lost and experiencing depression, like all of these moments have been like, there's that Rumi quote, like, you know, the darkness is, I'm going to botch it, but it's like the darkness is needed because that's how the light gets in. And, and so it's been with my evolution and my, I guess, garnering more wisdom as I've gotten older that has allowed me to see life so unapologetically through the divine feminine lens. Like, I think it's all ultimately all have been has led me here and will continue to and i just see like people like waking up like left right and center it's so amazing 
you know, the spiritual consciousness movement, it's, a, it's also a trend on Instagram, but God bless it. Like, thank God, you know, I just, I wish there was more people like celebrating all of the different unique expressions and timelines of people waking up because at least they're waking up, you know? Yes. That is the shadowy side that I've recognized of spirituality. Not even just that it's now trendy on Instagram or whatever platform you're on, but I spent you know, the last almost 10 years of my life um, in Santa Cruz, California, which is so woo and so hippie. And I loved it. It helped me, quote unquote, start waking up to a lot of things. But it also went to this space of like, I called it um, like the brownie vest of spirituality. Like I have my ayahuasca patch and I have my this patch and it got so ugly. And I was like, dang, like if we're spiritual dick measuring right now, I think we're missing, <laughs> we're missing the mark. So I really appreciate that you said honoring the timeline in which people are doing this, because that's so much more beautiful than kind of flaunting your spiritual self. I a hundred percent agree. And like, I know this is a, is a bird walk, but like, it's almost this conversation around like DEI, right? Like I saw so much cancel culture happening last year and we still see it, but it's like, you know, George Floyd happened and like, you know, white people all of a sudden like woke up a lot of, a lot more people did, but then there have been other people like white people on the path for a while, like really doing the work on, you know, anti-racism and social justice and whatnot, racial justice. And I saw, I, I say that like, and we can, we can um, equate the journey of like understanding and unpacking racism, right? It's, it's infinite, right? Same thing with knowing who we are. It's infinite, that journey. And so you might be on mile 2015, okay? You might be on mile 180 and someone else might be on mile four. But let's clap that we're on the fucking timeline in the first place. Like, let's, let's just celebrate the fact that we're all headed in that same direction. And so I think the same thing happens in spiritual community. It's like, well, I'm more spiritual than you are. It's like, says who, you know, we're, we're all just doing our best, taking the journey within. And it's, it's a, it's a unique and collective journey. And we should celebrate that. I couldn't agree more. Um, what is, are there practices or anything that you do to create this sense of like, not only compassion for others, but the self-compassion and, and gratitude that is so at the root of this kind of discussion, because I don't think that we can come from that authentic place of like actually clapping and cheering for people if we don't have that as kind of the backbone of it. Yeah. I mean, you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't share and show love unless you have self-love, you know, you can't identify authenticity unless you know your own. So yeah, I have, I have practices. Um, a lot of them. I mean, I am a very, um, introverted person. You wouldn't believe it. I often say I'm an ex- I play an extrovert on TV cause I'm really good at doing this, talking my phone. Um, but I'm really, I'm just like, Leave me alone. Like I'm the girl that loves to host a big party and like wants to be the first one to leave it. I, I, that, that's my cancer moon. I'm a double Leo cancer moon. So, um, 
Yeah. So I really require a lot of solitude. I, I require a lot of downtime. I require a lot of like me time, which I don't get in spades, but as long as I can like pack it in in the morning, like I journal, I'll meditate, I'll go out my balcony and I'll just, you know, drink my coffee by myself for 15 minutes and not talk to my husband. Like those moments where I can check in and be with me are absolutely essential. They are like my non-negotiable vitamins. Um, I do meditate. I go to my altar. You know, often I will pull angel cards. I do all sorts of meditations and practices. Like I try to at least. Um, I work with healers. Like here's the truth. I am very committed to my own personal development and you have to invest in that. Like that's not something you can just say you do. You need to, you've got to put your money where your mouth is in a way. Um, you have to like work with coaches and healers and therapists. And I just really need a container of constant feedback and support. You know, I run a business now. It has 17 employees that, that is the support staff for simply be agency, but Jessica needs a support staff. And I have been really clear and like less guilty of drawing those radical boundaries because the shift was if I am not taking care of myself, I cannot take a, I cannot take care of anyone else. And so me taking two and a half hours to go do a Reiki session after work last night versus go back and check a million emails. That is my gift to my team the next day. Cause I'm going to show up more fulfilled and more clear energetically because I did that Reiki session versus check the 200 emails. And guess what? I'm behind today in my inbox and it's a little annoying, but my energy in the office is a higher frequency because I took care of myself. Right. So, and that's more important at the end of the day and I'll catch up on the emails eventually, but you know, cleansing my aura and getting my, you know, chakras aligned, like that's, that's more important to me. So those are the kinds of things that I have been doing and practicing as a way to, you know, just show up as authentically as I can. Yeah. I think it's also worth noting that we're having this conversation around authenticity and you simply be is a branding company, right? And I think that we've talked about it in snippets of, you know, we see this being really trendy on social media or we see spirituality going to this place and being introduced to this audience in this way. How do you balance who you are authentically and let that radiate and shine through at the end of the day when, when social media, whether it's for your own personal being or a business or anything in between, like it's branding, it's, it's, it's your personal brand. So how do you come off authentic in that space? I love this question. So here's the thing Inst like okay so instagram you know especially let's kind of zero in on that for a second like it's changed right it's it's evolved from like being the perfect curated blogger looking feed to being more real and authentic and unpolished and that's great i still have a rather polished feed and i'm very particular about it because i'm in branding right and i've had people say to me in the past frequently well jessica you you know you talk about authenticity and yet everything you do is so polished. You know, everything you do looks so good. How is that authentic? And, um, 
I love this question because for me, my authentic expression and how I feel in my highest vibration and, and purest light self is when things are really bright yellow and like fun and, you know, edgy and polished like my branding is. And so for someone to look at that and be like, well, that's not authentic is really less of a projection of me and more of a, a statement on them potentially, right? The other thing I'll say too is I worked really hard to be that person. Like that, that, that version of myself that I've stepped into, the confident, positive, loving, like service-minded human wasn't always that way. And so that is, that is really the point I just want to make to those listening is like your branding should just be a reflection of what you love, what makes you feel good and what feels real to you. And if that is, you know, pictures of your dog that are like blurry and you know, who cares? Okay. Get it. You know, like truly like that's going to be a message you'll send and people start to know you for your awesome, cute dog, if you will. And like the behind the scenes of your life. Branding is also not just clarity, it's consistency too. So that's one note I think anyone should really follow if they want to brand themselves in any way. But what it looks like and how it feels should come from your heart, whatever it looks like, whatever it says. And if it comes from your heart, you're going to magnetize your right people. There are lots of people I'm sure who, who have no interest in following me. Millions, right? I, I don't have that big of a following. Like I do and I don't. In the Instagram world, it, it's, it's actually considered a small audience. It's fine. Like, I don't need the whole world to love me. I just need my right people to get me. And that's, that's the whole point. And the more we lean into that understanding, the more we attract the community that drives our dreams. And that's the truth. Yeah. To go back to the Rumi quote and what you and I were kind of talking about before I hit record, um, kind of this duality of the dark and light. And I see, you know, what I put out on Instagram or what other people put out on Instagram and kind of what you just said is like, yes, I'm putting out my light. Like I am allowing you to see this beautiful part of myself that I am identify the most with and can let that shine through. What happens when that inevitable dark is there? You know, we talked before the show about how just after your book launch, there was burnout and feelings that maybe don't feel as in alignment with that, that Jessica that you know and love and is still a part of us. What, what yeah. happens in those moments? So such a powerful question. Um, so my book launch was February 16th, 2021. And, you know, you really start promoting your book like six months before you start writing your book two years before. So by the time your book comes out, it's like a two and a half year journey, right? And it's like this birthing process. It's like this gestation period and then the birthing and the birthing is euphoria. And I launched it in February and I promoted it all month of February. Then I went to Costa Rica, March 1st, and then did a retreat. And I was there for two weeks and 11 women came down and we did this epic divine feminine consciousness business splendid retreat. And then I came home middle of March and it didn't really seem like my book was on anyone's mind anymore. And I had some issues with my company. Like I had, you know, been focused on the book that the business was like, there were some holes in my canoe. Let's just say that. And 
was so stressful and you you launch a book and this experience Lindsay, I'll explain it like this. It's like you open up your soul. You expand it so wide, not only because it's your life's work in a book, but you're also asking every single person in the world to show up for you. People you know really well, to people you don't know at all, and everyone in between, like the world, your world, you just are asking, it's so vulnerable. And you're so raw. And you're, but you're up and it's euphoria and you're just like, you're, you're on cloud nine and also like totally terrified, but it feels amazing. And then the book launch is over and you kind of come back down to earth and you're still that open. You're still like so raw. So like a tiny prick feels like a stab, right? Like every little stressor just felt like, and I fell into a depression, like, if you if you equate birthing a book to birthing a baby, right? There's there's something called postpartum depression that many many women suffer, and that is what I I mean not obviously the same, but I I felt my whole body was taxed like I felt like I birthed it and I like ripped, <laughs> and there was no stitches like I was just open. Yeah, and so over those course months of like March, April, May, I was just in such a dark place and people know me for my light. People know me for my positivity. People know me for my consistency. They look to me for inspiration, like for them. And I had so much guilt. I had, I had to really check in with myself, like to answer your question, like, what do you do there? And I, I, th I thought to myself, like, fuck, like, I'm so inauthentic. Like people know me as this thing and I'm not this thing. I'm this dark, sad, depressive, angry, resentful, overwhelmed mess. Like I don't want to get on Instagram and talk to my phone. Like that's the last thing I wanted to do. And, and I, I really had to tend to that like tender little girl inside of me um, and really, really listen to her and let her feel her feelings and it was hard. Like I fought with my husband. I fought with my best friend. Like there was some really dark moments. And, and, uh, I took a couple days off. Like my leadership team told me, like, they were like, you are not okay. You need, you need to like check out for a few days and we've got it like go away. <laughs> like that's how bad it got. Um, and you know, I, I would say that in, in, in full transparency, like I, I hired a therapist cause I hadn't had one in years. I kind of had an aha moment. I was like, Jessica, you have like no fucking support. Like you're doing all of this and no, who's taking care of you. So I've hired in the last month I've signed on for Reiki healing at like clinical therapy, uh, Kundalini breathwork teacher and my life coach. Like I am doing the work. <laughs> it's like, I feel better. <laughs> like I feel a lot better. So, um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like, you have to honor your feelings, you know, you have to honor that you don't really owe anything to anyone but yourself. And like, meaning like your community, like I love my community, but like, if I don't show up for me, I, I can't give to my community. And at the end of the day, don't be a victim, you know, take responsibility. Like, it wasn't cool the way I was treating my husband. Like it wasn't cool that I was fighting with my best friend. Like 
I was projecting all of my own darkness onto them and making it their responsibility versus like, and having asking them to emotionally rescue me when I was the adult, like the child needed to stop driving the bus and the adult needed to step in the adult Jessica and start, started to emotionally rescue herself. And that's, you know, really, really the truth of where I've been. <laughs> like no, no sugarcoating there. The integration of that little girl or for any listener, that little boy, that little them, that little whoever it is. I know I spent so long running from her and just like, you know, in that moment when someone asks you like, you launched a book, how are you feeling? How easy it is to be like, oh, I'm like writing this high. I'm great. It's a bestseller. Things are going good. When inside this little person is like throwing a tantrum. And I recognize like the faster I ran, the louder she got and the more tired I got. And just the, the shorter I got with the people around me and exactly what you're saying, like I was asking people to emotionally rescue me instead of taking that radical responsibility for, I have this feeling this is happening and getting curious about why it's happening. Um, so I, I, so appreciate, especially from a leadership role, someone being that vulnerable and willing to share that because I don't think that we hear it enough, right? We've all seen the like quotes on Instagram. It's like, I didn't fail. I found like 99 ways it didn't work or something, right? And those feel cool and they're cute to say, and then you keep scrolling. But to actually hear someone be like, no, like I fucking hired healers. I got intentional about what I was doing and most importantly took responsibility. So what has it been like? I know that you talked about in June being unapologetically you. And I think you can only do that with taking radical responsibility for who you are. So how, what has that journey been like? Oh my gosh, I love this. So um, I just recorded a solo, by the way. It's going to come out tomorrow. And it's called, um, It's You, um, Own It. And don't you dare apologize for it. And, and it's really amazing. Like you, you find a new level of yourself when you reach into the depths of the darkness. And when you come up out of it, you're that much more expanded. And I feel like that's why I chose unapologetic because I'm like, you know what? I have come through some fucking fire this year and I am not going to not talk about it. And I'm also going to revere myself for it because we don't really do that. Like we don't acknowledge how amazing we are. We're far more equipped to say how much we suck and that this sucks than saying like, wow, I've really come through a hard time and I want to celebrate the person I'm becoming. And that was my, my, my intention for this, this um, month was to really give that to other women who listen to my show because I want them to celebrate themselves. Like I want them to really understand. I want to hold the mirror up. And that's what I do at Simply Be is just hold the mirror up to people. and like, see, see how incredible you are. See all the things that make you talented and gifted and beautiful and special and utterly unique. That is what you are. And don't apologize for that. Like we apologize for that. And I honestly, it's funny, like my book launch came out, it was a bestseller. And yet there was this like 
I'm going to totally own it. Like hunger, right? Like I want, I want my book to validate me. I want my book to validate me. I'm legit. This is my book. I wrote a book, right? I like had that. I see that now, like that hunger for it to be like the thing that put me on the map and that like made people look at me differently. Right. I have softened so far away from that, like six months later. I'm like, I don't need anything to tell me that I'm legit. I know I'm legit. Like I've worked really hard and I help people. Like I change people's lives. I do. And that's enough for me. And so I just really wanted to make, make it simple for people like listening to my show this month of don't apologize for who you are, who you are is it. Like it's it, like decide that that's the truth and then watch how things unfold instead of trying to resist that or muscle your way around it. So that's really the uh, theme that I'm exploring. And I've interviewed some amazing women on my show and I'm just really here on a mission. I actually uh, had a Reiki healing session. You'll appreciate this yesterday. And uh, my Reiki healer told me that she had a dream where um, Lilith came to her and told her that she needed to form an army of warrior women to start shifting the planet into the feminine. She's like, and that's why you came to me because you're a part of the army. And I was like, fuck yes, that's why I came to you. Like, I was so excited to meet her. It was my first session. I'm like, I'm coming back next week and the week after and the week after. But um, it's really, it's really what I'm here to do. It's I'm here to do that too. It's just like, like, let's stop playing small. Let's fucking, let's fucking own it. And we don't have to try. We just have to be. And that's really what my message is. And that's why I wanted to dedicate that that theme to unapologeticness. One thing that you said in your I, it might have even been called "fuck apologies." I can't. I, it, that that feels like that was what the title of the show was. I can't remember exactly, but you said something like, "People bump into us, and we say, oh, 'Oh, I'm so sorry.'" Yes, 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 yes. And it, I was chopping vegetables. I was making dinner and it stopped me like in my track, stopped me. And I was like, huh. like when we can zoom in onto something so macro and realize that like, I'm now not only apologizing for me and my behaviors, but I'm apologizing for my existence in your behaviors. And yes. I was walking my dog and he's this golden doodle that is huge and such a people lover. And since he's so big, if I'm walking down the street and he pulls ahead, he's right at like arm level where people's hands are naturally hanging by their sides. And I will constantly apologize. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. And everyone's like, it's a doodle. He's cute. Like, it's totally fine. And after listening to your show, it kind of turned to like, yeah, he's a free spirit. He does that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, that stuck with me so much. And, and even, you know, I, I was late to a meeting the other day and I said, I'm so sorry. And just shifting, like, I'm so sorry to thank you for waiting, totally framed how I even went into that meeting. Cause I was no longer coming from almost what felt like a deficit or an apology place. It was just like appreciative and gratitude and the things that we talked about beforehand and set me up to sit through that meeting and be like, I'm good. Like 
I don't need to apologize for the fact that the person in front of me drove 12 miles an hour down the street and now I'm late. Yeah, Yeah. totally. I appreciate that so much. Um, I know that I could sit here and pick your brain a thousand times over, but I want to be mindful of your time. So hopefully getting you back on the show at some point and connecting if I'm ever in Chicago and all of the things. So if people want to get a hold of your book, want to connect with you, want to see what this army of badass Reiki women you are going to bring into the world look like, how do they find you? Um, the best way to find me is, um, you know, you can find me on Instagram, Jessica at Jessica Zweig and I have a website, jessicazweig.com and you can check out simplybeagency.com, my business. And you can also go buy my book on Amazon. And if you buy it on Amazon, leave a review. It's so, so important to do that. Um, helps the book like really stay out in the world. And then, um, you can also buy it at like your local bookstore too, if that's something you feel compelled to do, but I'm pretty much everywhere. You can't, you can't miss me. Just Google me. I'm around. (laughs) I walk my walk, my talk. I'm everywhere. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you, Lindsay. You're amazing. I love this conversation. It was, it was different and I, I really loved it and I appreciate you.